Hi, and welcome to the Off the Deep End podcast. My name is Sierra, and I am one of the hosts here. This podcast um, was made by me and my good friend Alex, and what we do is we talk about music that we like and why we like it. We talk about different albums, we talk about different bands. Back when concerts were still a thing, we were talking about shows that we went to. And every now and then, I'll come on here and do a little episode by myself where I talk about books that I've read. Um, I'm really into music memoirs and music history and just books about music in general. And so whenever I finish one of those, um, I hop on here and talk about it a little bit and just let you know my thoughts and whether or not I think you should read it too. So the most recent book that I finished reading that was music related is Paul Stanley's memoir called Face the Music. And... um, if you don't know who Paul Stanley is, he uh, is the front man for the band Kiss. Um, if you don't know who Kiss is, then I can't help you. <laughs> um, I mean, Rock and Roll All Night, that's probably their most popular song. Um, they were a band that started in the 70s, but they are still going. Or, I mean... <laughs> If they were able to, they would still be going. Again, everyone's kind of at a standstill right now due to world events. But the fact of the matter is they are uh, pushing 50 now, which is crazy. Damn, pushing 50 years old of being a band. Like, wow. Anyway, they were a band. They're very influential. If you don't listen to them... There is a very high chance that bands that you listen to listen to them or bands that you listen to listen to bands that listen to them. Um, It may seem far-fetched if you go check them out or you are familiar with any of their songs that they have such a direct impact onto the music that we listen to today. But, I mean, they do. These guys were really important in influencing a lot of the people who started like hair metal and then all of that in the 80s I mean okay I just said that was like almost 50 years ago but it really wasn't that long ago um you know and if you think of music stuff in terms of decades like they're super influential super influential love them hate them you have to give credit where credit's due and these guys do deserve a lot of credit so Um, in reading this book, I'll start by saying that I, I mean, I knew who Kiss was growing up because my dad listened to them a lot or my dad listened to them. I shouldn't say a lot. Um, he had some of their records. So I like, I I was familiar with the name. I knew like the face paint and all that sort of thing. Um, but I never really started listening to them. Um, I still don't really listen to them. There's a handful of their songs that I really like, but as a whole, I just, I just don't like them that much. Um, but yeah, after reading his book, I was definitely intrigued enough to want to read everyone else's. So kiss the original members are paul stanley who sings and he plays the rhythm guitar ace fairly fairly however you pronounce his last name who was the lead guitarist gene simmons who also did vocals and played bass and then you had peter chris who did vocals as well um on a few songs and played the drums 
Um, and all four of them have books, some more than other. Gene Simmons has like a bunch. Um, but all of them wrote memoirs about their time in Kiss. And I do really want to read the other ones as well and kind of get like a full picture of it. Because um, memoirs are biased, right? So you're obviously only getting Paul Stanley's side of things, which um, he seems reasonable. He doesn't seem too wild. He doesn't seem like he was, um, how would you say, like, too much in, like, terms of excess and, like, substance use and that sort of thing. Um, I think I talked about it when I talked about Dee Snyder's book. You know, he he boasts about not being um, a person who, you know, drank or did any sort of drugs or anything like that. And so Dee Snyder, you know, will say, I can actually write this memoir and you can believe what's in my book because I can actually remember what happened. I wasn't like some people in these other bands who, um, you know were shooting up or snorting or drinking or whatever and how how can you really remember what was going on when you were so out of it and so under the influence um Paul Stanley doesn't really fit that category at least that's not what I picked up on in reading his book and so um you know there was a lot of stuff that it was like okay I'll take your word for it also too he is one of the leaders um, so between him and Gene Simmons, you know, they made a lot of decisions and um, Kiss doesn't really seem to be the kind of band that was like one member's baby, if that makes sense. Like if you think of a band like Motley Crue was like Nikki Six's baby, you think of a band like, um, I don't know, like my favorite band Disciple, like I think of that as their singer Kevin Young's baby because he's the only original member um you know stuff like that like where it was clearly one person's vision or that type of thing kiss doesn't really seem to be that way um but paul stanley definitely had a leadership role um and was was fairly involved um the book is very honest when it comes to talking about like business decisions that they made and financial decisions that they made and whether or not those were wise decisions, um, which, again, I, I appreciated as well. And, you know, that was interesting in, in reading. Um, Kiss, just as a whole, I mean, they're, they're really interesting, their career, because for the longest time, I mean, they weren't making any money. Like, they were not the name that they're known as now um I was born in the 90s and like I said I mean I know that there were you know kiss records in my house growing up but um like I knew who they were I knew their songs and I knew the images I knew the logo and I feel like that's that's common for most people like they they'll know you know if they see it they'll at least recognize it and not be like oh I've never seen that before or something um, but they weren't always like that. And actually for a while, like their albums were not selling well at all. And then the live album that they did kind of, you know, kicked everything off for them. And then all of a sudden they're in movies and they have comic books and they have lunch boxes and they have all this stuff. 
and it's really, really interesting. Um, prior to reading this book, I had watched a few, like, short documentaries not like documentary length documentaries I think one of them was like a VH1 I don't think it was a behind the music thing I I think it was a VH1 thing or whatever that's on YouTube where it talks about Kiss kind of taking over um so I already knew about that um but it's just really really interesting really fascinating I think that music trends and like what becomes popular I think that that's I just like you you can learn social psychology in it how people become popular and you know even if everyone will agree that a song sucks like everyone will support it and still make it popular I don't I I don't stuff like that is so interesting to me so um I was really interested to read about that um but yeah I mean so it's Paul Stanley's book So it talks about him and like his childhood and his upbringing and how he became a member. And then it's all about Kiss. And um, I think it was written in 2015. So, I mean, it covers a lot of ground. And that was one thing that struck me about the book is the length of it. I mean, it was long and it took me a while it took me a really long time, but I started reading it in December. I didn't finish it until July, but in the process, I like stopped reading it and was reading other books in between. So it didn't like take me that long. Um, and, but also too, I was reading out my Kindle. I wasn't reading it like in a hard copy and books on Kindles just feel longer, at least to me, I think, because you can't like flip through and be like, oh, only this many more pages until the end of the chapter. You can't really see your progress like physically. Um, So that probably didn't help very much. Um, But there wasn't really a point where I was like, oh my God, like why is he writing about this? I mean, they've been around for a long time. There's a lot of ground to cover. So it did kind of make sense. Um, but Paul Stanley is an interesting individual in and of himself. Um, he talks about overcoming a lot of uh, internal struggles that he had. Um, I think it's it's interesting. He's one of the many people in the music industry who say that they have a sort of um, like alter ego and you know so the star child that you saw on stage like that wasn't really him like that was something that he could flip on and off um, and so reading about that was was really again interesting I think from like a psychological perspective that stuff is really interesting to me too um, I studied psychology in college so um, also I had no idea that he was ever the phantom in phantom of the opera that was really cool to read about that. Um, yeah, I mean, as much as it was his book and it was a book about Kiss, there was a lot that really had nothing to do with the band and it was a lot more personal. So, um, and I guess in a way too, like it was refreshing. I've read some memoirs where when it starts to talk about the personal stuff, like all it is is about sex, drugs, and alcohol. Um, And like that, I get it because that's the lifestyle. So if you're going to read a book about someone like that's partially expected. um, But there's also big parts of me where it's like, I don't like, this is none of my business. 
I don't care about how much you used to be able to drink or how many women you've slept with or men or whatever. Like, I don't care. Um, but while he, he touched on those things, that wasn't really the focus. And I think that more of the focus was about himself and like growing as a person and becoming the person that he is today. Um, and while there were moments in the book where he was a real person and it wasn't like this crazy figure who, you know, is super famous and has all these fans and has all this money or whatever, the majority of the time he did come across um, as a sufferer of the lead singer syndrome. Um, there was times where he specifically, like, the examples and the stories that he was given, he was going out of the way to talk about how he was selfless and humble and giving to other people. And that whole section was just so arrogant sounding to me. Um, if anything, this book reminded me that there's a fine line between arrogance and confidence. And it seemed like more often than not, he was dancing a lot more towards arrogance um, but I don't know him personally, so I can't, you know, attest to actually who he is as an individual. That was just kind of the read that I got based off the, off of the book. Um, but Kiss has been through, you know, quite the lineup changes over the years. So, um, if you care about like band dynamics and what's that like, and what's it like when, you know, a band starts as a group of friends and, you know, they have no money and then they get, you know, all this money and all this fame and does it change things? What's it like? What is the machine of the music industry like? Um, this is definitely a good example of a book to read to gain more insight into that. Um, again, with the band being as old as they are and they haven't put out an album in quite some time, um, I don't know how relevant a lot of that is to today. I don't know how that's changed. I know that in general, a lot of people are talking about how there's really no need for record companies and that sort of thing anymore. Um, you know, and, and Kiss existed, you know, in the, you know, the prime of record companies. So, um, yeah, it might not be super applicable for now or for moving forward, but, um, Again, I think that there's a lot of value in understanding history. Um, obviously, you know, like on global scales and that sort of stuff. But also, too, I think like if you're a person who, you know, is really into music or whatever, it's it's cool to know the roots of it and where all of it comes from. Um, again, I mean, it, you don't have to like it. I don't like... I like I like their rock stuff. I mean, it, it's interesting because they're a rock band, but they have a lot of like disco tape influences. And I'm not the biggest disco fan. Um, but yeah, the seventies were seventies rock. I guess was kind of weird. Now that I like think back on it, like Alice Cooper is one of my favorite artists. Um, if you've been listening, you know, for the, a few episodes, you probably know that, but, uh, he was around then and like his stuff is very diverse. I, I think that like, okay, my gatherings, cause I wasn't alive back then. So I don't actually know. Um, 
yeah, the 70s was very diverse, whereas 80s rock was, that's what's considered classic rock now. So I feel like everyone knows, like, the core of, like, okay, it's from the 80s, this is what it sounds like. Everything actually sounded the same. Or once a formula existed, everything followed the formula. I still love it, though. I love me, I love me some hair metal every now and then. Anyway, um, Paul Stanley's book, Kiss. What other thoughts do I have about it? Um, I enjoyed it. I, I did enjoy it, though it was long at times. And then there were some times where it was like, oh, my God, dude, shut up, which is such a dumb thing to say when you're reading someone's book. But um, for the most part, I enjoyed it. I think that, you know, I'd, I'd be friends. Well, okay, I don't know if I would want to be friends with him, but, like, I would – I'd pick his brain, like, over a meal and just, like, so, tell me about this. So, tell me about that. So, you know, tell me about this, that, and the other thing. I think it would be interesting. Um – Yeah. Like I said, I mean, it sparked my interest enough that it made me want to read everyone else's. So it wasn't a deterrent from the band or from the other members, even though some of the other members were not even spoken of very highly. Um, there were times where that seemed kind of excessive and it was like, okay, dude, like you proved your point. So-and-so's flaky or whatever, but it's not my experience. I'm not the one living it. Um, and I'm not the one who had to like work with these people. So there were times where it seemed like the book was like an outlet, like it was a therapy session or whatever for him. Oh, that actually reminds me, this man plugs therapy like crazy in this book. And I loved that. So again, if you've been listening, you might know this. If you haven't, in addition to studying psychology in college, I'm also in graduate school studying counseling, so I am a big, big advocate for therapy and mental health and taking care of that part of us and that sort of thing. And so, um, I mean, he, by his own admission, has been going to therapy or, you know, attended therapy um, for a very long time and before KISS even started out. So, you know, therapy back then definitely wasn't therapy like how it is now. So I thought that was very interesting, but also like how well he promoted it because he spoke very highly of it. And, um, you know, I said it once, I'll say it again. I think that it's something that could benefit everybody. So reading about, you know, the, the benefits and the takeaways that he got from it just made me really happy. Um, cause it's not only what I do and, and what I plan on doing for, you know, as my career for my life, but it's something that I'm passionate about. It's something that I, I care about. Um, so that, that was nice. And that was kind of unexpected. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think that, you know, I, I think that most, you know, you read books about rock stars and therapy comes up is usually um, in terms of rehab and it's usually not spoken of very highly. So his take on it was just refreshing. Actually, I guess that's a word I would use to describe this book. It is refreshing because the substance abuse was not um, as prevalent. Maybe I'm just reading like the most insane of the insane memoirs too. Like maybe there's a whole bunch of other ones out there that are you know at this same man's level but 
that's not what I'm picking up. So, um, yeah, there was definitely parts of it and aspects of it that were refreshing. And, I mean, the man's got a good work ethic, and he worked very hard for Kiss to become who Kiss is today. And I've never seen them in concert. Alex has, um, but I never have. And, and I'll say that I'm, you know, I'm one of those people who's like, bro, like, you're on your seventh farewell tour. Like, hang up the hat, man. You're done. Um, and he talks about that a little um, in the book of how, you know, he was like, okay, kiss is over. But then the demand for the tour was there. So I guess, I mean, like, if you're still selling tickets, then, I mean, shoot. Why not? You know, if if the demand is there go ahead and give the supply i guess um it didn't make it sound like it was people who were beating a dead horse so much anymore it made it sound like oh, okay like there's a legitimate fan base that wants this to continue to happen so um it was interesting to hear his take on that as well because some of the other bands that i listened to that Um, or that I'm fans of that like do farewell tours Um, when their books came out they were like in their retirement or on their hiatus or whatever you want to call it so yes I think those are all my thoughts on it wasn't the worst wasn't the best solid in the middle I think I gave it like three out of five stars on the Goodreads app Something like that. Happy I read it. Excited to read the other ones whenever that happens. And yeah, that's that. So if you're interested, you know, for whatever reason, definitely, I mean, check out his book. Check out the other books as well. Let me know if you read them because you'll probably read them before I do. Um, But also too, like I said, there's lots of videos um and most of the ones that i watched i watched up on youtube so there's lots of videos that are easily accessible to learn more about kiss and kind of like the rise of their career and everything because i do think that it's just kind of fascinating how that happened and they had their moment in culture and you know all of those sorts of things um again i think it's it's important and well okay maybe not important but I think that it's it's interesting and can provide a lot of information if you choose to study up on the history of bands that came before the bands that exist today I think that you could just learn more about the industry or at least how the industry has changed over the years and maybe that can help you understand a bit more what made the industry the way that it is today um but all in all, yeah, check it out. They do have more good songs besides Rock and Roll All Night. Um, so listen to those too. Um, maybe dress up as one of them for Halloween if we get it this year. You know, enjoy it. It's, it's, it's good. Um, so, yeah, that's all I have. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we really appreciate your support. Please feel free to follow us on our social media. So O-T-D-E pod, and that's our Instagram and our Twitter. And then you can follow us on either Spotify or SoundCloud. Um, we are working on a longer episode for you guys. 
Um, and we are also going to be recording some more episodes soon. So hopefully we'll be able to get those out to you sooner than later. But thank you so much for all your support in the meantime. Please feel free to send us band suggestions, music that you think we should listen to, or topics that you would like us to talk about. We are all ears and would love to, yeah, see what you guys are interested in too. So we'll talk to you soon. Bye.